0: Welcome back to another episode of Society. We are here, sans Patrick, in a new recording space.
1: Yeah, he's going to hear all this audio and just yell at us. Yeah. I will never go out of town again. (laughs) So, Sam, I know you are, or or at least when we did kind of our like personal interviews Mm -hmm. for our our Instagram on, you know, Meet the Team, you said one of your favorite communities was running communities. Do you want to expand on that a bit? Yeah,
0: so I'm not in like a run club or anything, but since I moved closer to the lake, I would run along Lakeshore Trail, just kind of like, you know, work out or go for a run in the summer, and it was always really cool to see people running or walking or like pushing a stroller or just like... You always have people running along the trail and no matter how fast they're going or how tired they are or how sweaty they are, uh, like me, it was really cool to just see everybody kind of like fist bumping or high fiving or just like waving to each other. So that was always a really fun community for me because like nobody knew each other, but you're just like, yeah, we're like making ourselves hurt together.
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely the thing that's always struck me about well when we've talked about having running as a community on our show it was like okay yes I'm in but but that's so broad I know there's like the like running clubs that's just like welcome anybody whether you want to walk or hang out or like just kind of do this on Saturday or there's you know the marathon community or the what is it? The shamrock shuffle, the hot chocolate run, whatever that is. The polar plunge. Like, mm-hmm. it just goes on and on Warrior about... Warrior dashes. Exactly.
0: And... Well, and too, like, even if you don't do those things, everybody runs. Like, mm-hmm. it's so broad. <laughs> like, uh, I ran to the bus. Like, what does that make me?
1: Yeah, me and you ran a half marathon together <laughs> once. I do not <laughs> consider myself a runner <laughs> by any stretch. Oh, see,
0: of... I would consider you a runner. Uh, yeah. You go for <laughs> runs, right?
1: Not really. Go-
0: okay, well. well...
1: I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I grew up playing soccer, and like okay. to me, if I'm gonna be running, ideally it's like for purpose beyond like getting from point A to B.
0: Sure. So my experience with running is you might find this hard to believe, but in high school I didn't play any sports. Uh, I was more for theater and <laughs> drama. But my senior year of high school, I was like, yeah, I should really do like a sport or something. But I have no skills, so I did cross country. It, unbeknownst to me, it was the most physically grueling of oh, the yeah? sports. It was a pretty brutal. Three months or whatever, but for me, running has just always been like put yourself in pain for like three plus miles.
1: Sounds great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's I, not to love. I was on the high school cross country team for exactly like two hours. Oh, um, <laughs> I. It's uh, not a
0: great five k time.
1: <laughs> I played, um, you know, varsity soccer in high school and uh, swam and did a bunch of other things. But uh, all of the you know best soccer players did cross country in the spring or in the fall excuse me um because that would get him conditioned for soccer and so my soccer coach was pushing it the cross-country coach was pushing it and I showed up to one practice and I kid you not it was 108 degrees outside and we do you know the warm-up whatever like I I could hang it's fine we're kind of going downhill but then we started the actual run and I swear to you it was three mile upward climb (laughs) up this mountain in 108 degree weather and I almost passed out I was super dizzy for like days and I'm like I'm not I just I I can't do this I have no
0: interest (laughs) in doing this. You just lay down and roll down the hill. Yeah exactly. Um, Yeah cross country is great except for the running so like if you could remove that from cross country it'd be a great sport.
1: Well I mean that's true but all of my friends who did cross country or went on to running college and you know at all different levels their bond with their team is like no other sport that I've seen.
0: Well and the woman we're talking to today has a bond like that, right?
1: Multiple. So (laughs) uh, today we're talking to Amanda Porter. She is an elite marathon runner here in Chicago. Um, She actually just broke three hours in a marathon. So that puts her on the way upper echelon, best of the best runners in Chicago. And I'm excited to talk to her about her experience of becoming a runner at that level, because I believe she she started relatively late. This is not something she kind of grew up doing in any capacity, but just in my short conversations with her kind of off the mic, she is so plugged into the different aspects of the community that we've already kind of briefly touched on um, and know like just has and, and she has so much passion for the relationship she's built and the people who have pushed her to this point.
0: I I actually don't know much about like marathon runners or ultra distance runners or professional running communities. Is there a big professional running community in Chicago?
1: Well, let me first ask you this. What do you think the average marathon time is for men and then women?
0: The average time So I guess my thought is going to like, yeah, there's super fast people, but there's probably a lot of people who just like walk. Um, I'm going to say five hours for dudes and i'm going to say i'm going to say 5 hours for women too i don't know
1: okay you're you're a bit high uh average men's marathon time is 4 hours and 22 minutes Oh. and women is 4 hours and 47 minutes really mm-hmm.
0: good job everybody who's <laughs> run a marathon
1: a couple other stats on marathons before i get into the elite running community the first marathon held in chicago was in 1977 okay um and then became an annual thing it was actually put on by the mayor at the time and then in 2008 bank of america bought the rights to the chicago marathon and has built it to be what it is today there was a big nike run club community in chicago but after like four years of being here they left and there was Mm. this like uproar of Hawaii's Nike Run Club, like, leaving the city. So they've come back in a big way, and one of the things that they've done, and I swear I'm, I'm getting back to topic on Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> they started a elite women-only run club here in Chicago called Windrunner, and there's 13 women in that, and Amanda's one of them. And she's running the Chicago Marathon this year to qualify for the Olympics.
0: Very cool. I don't know much about this community, so I'm pretty excited to get talking to Amanda. Welcome. Uh, well, Amanda Porter, thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you, Sam. And thank you, Lee, for asking me.
0: So, before we jump into the community at hand, let's talk a little bit about you. So, how did you come to Chicago and kind of what brought you here?
2: Yeah, so I was actually born in Chicago, but then when I was a baby, my mom moved us out to Ohio. So, I did live in Columbus for about 19 years, moved back into Chicago in 2009. I, you know, finished out school here, ran cross country and track in college. And I knew right after college, I spent half of the summer at home and i was like i need to move into the city but yeah chicago has definitely always been a a solid home for me and for many reasons nice
0: yeah Yeah. so yeah so we're having you on to talk about running yeah how did you kind of get started did you do track in high school and you were like oh this is awesome or did you just kind of stumble into it by doing fun runs or what was your (laughs) path so get it path
2: yeah, uh, that was funny actually. That it was wasn't, but thank joke. you though. <laughs> I, I always appreciate good dad <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> Um, so I hate to sound cliche. It's kind of a combination of a lot of the things that you just mentioned. So, uh, for me growing up, I was always have been always athletic. I was always playing with the boys, always running around trying to literally beat them just from like one block to the other block. And then it grew into me, you know, trying out every sport: volleyball, soccer, basketball, softball. And um, every single time we got punished. We had to run, especially in basketball, suicides, up and down the court for as long as the coach wanted, and I always loved it, and I was like, not that I want to get in trouble per se, but I just liked the running because I could tune out. It was just like a get gritty, like just run everything out kind of thing, and uh, that's always like stuck with me, and then my friends started doing track in eighth grade, so I did too. Got into hurdles because I thought that was really cool, and then I got into more middle distance, so like 800, 400-meter sprint. Loved it. And then going into my senior year, I was still playing basketball. And uh, I had the cross country coach approach me and basically say, Hey, I think you should try cross country. You know, if you want to give it two weeks, you hate it. We don't ever have to talk again. And so I did. I ended up loving it, made it all the way to regionals, which is what you get to right before state. So I knew I was good. I loved it and um, had colleges already approaching me, scouting me out. There's one coach, the school I went to my freshman year, Shawnee State in Ohio, Um, Eric Putnam, he's still there, great guy. And he approached me and he said, you have all this potential. He's like, you just started running and you already broke 20 minutes in the 5K. He's like, if you trust me, like come to the school. It's a small school, but you will be a bear. Literally, their mascot is a bear. And he's like, you will become a better runner. And I just leaned into that and um, just grew in love with it more and more. It's kind of just how the story unfolded for sure. Uh,
0: I just want to say 1950 is like a really good time. So. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, so the 5K is not really my specialty. Sure. I've noticed that I, I, I get better the longer I go, um, hence now marathon running. Um, now wanting to get into ultras, is just like keep getting longer. I need you to get longer. I like the 5K, but it's a challenging one for sure. So, I mean, 1959 in high school was was good. But um, it took a a college coach to really see the potential in that because a lot of other college coaches just kind of turned their head.
0: (laughs) So then – so you ran in college. Yeah. And then tell us a little bit about what happened after college because you're still running on teams and stuff. So how did that keep going?
2: Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to get into marathon running. had a couple of injuries throughout college. So the year immediately following college – moved downtown, and needed to just kind of meet new friends. Um, So at the time, it's no longer there, but Nike Run Club was a thing. And so I just started showing up. They had Tuesday speed runs, Thursday Friday local runs, Saturday long runs, And I actually ended up meeting my first coach here in the city, Dave Caligado, still a Nike coach, was with him for about a year and a half. And then I went to Boston, actually, in 2014. And my best friend Kevin was running that year. And so I went with him just to cheer him on and to watch the Boston Marathon. And being there, I told myself this, mind you, was before I'd ever run a marathon. And I told myself Two years from today, I will be at the start line, and had never run a marathon before. I hadn't really run a ton since college, and so I was like, "I don't. I think I can run three thirty. I think I can run under that. I, I don't know yet." Um, and so that <laughs> <Hold> year, <on.
0: laughs> It's such a bold claim to make.
2: The yeah. Boston
1: Marathon is something that people train their entire life for yeah. and never
2: reach. <laughs> yeah, you
0: have to like qualify. That
1: is. In- incredible that that's your mind. Like, yeah,
2: it's typically what I do. If I i see like this big lofty goal, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. And then if I come up short, I come up short. But I, like, at least I can say, like, I went full force. I had already signed up for the Chicago Marathon. So I, yeah, I told myself, two years from today, I'm gonna be there. And then it was with Dave at the time, my coach and ran my first marathon in 2014 under Dave as my coach and met a ton of people that I ended up running with that were also on his team called Wolfpack Chai. They're a pretty recognizable force. They have some incredible runners still here in Chicago. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that's what got me to the start line of my first marathon, for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And then from there... I mean, you liked it enough that you yeah, decided <laughs> yeah. So to keep going.
2: Yeah, I ran three twenty one for my first marathon, okay. and that was which at the time was under uh, the qualification for Boston by fourteen minutes. So I was like, okay, I think I got, I think I got something here, and, and I finished, and I was like, so I mean, I I didn't I don't want to say I trained wrong, but I I mean, I don't think I really knew what I was supposed to be doing workout wise at the time. I was still. I still consider myself a brand new runner. Um, so, yeah, so ran 321 for my first marathon. And I was like, okay, I think, like, I have a lot more work to do. Like, if I'm running this as my first marathon, typically anyone, you know, that runs their first marathon, you can at least knock off, I think, 30 to 40 minutes Pretty solidly within like a matter of two years, if you start training properly for it. so I was like, okay, I'm in it. I'm a marathon runner.
0: Uh, I know the Chicago Marathon is kind of an institution, and I do want to touch on that, but before we get to that, it sounds like there's like a community of I don't know if you would call them professional runners or competitive runners. It sounds like there's like a real group of runners who really dedicate themselves to these kind of like extreme distance runs. like what what does this community look like?
2: Oh, yeah. I I will argue until I have no voice that Chicago, I think out of the US especially, has hands down the best running community. I think the most badass running community. I know the only other city that can like maybe give me a run for my money would say I'd say New York slash Brooklyn. But uh, yeah, Chicago is just so badass. I think a lot of it has to do with our winters and just our climate our weather. Any true runner here in Chicago will run outside no matter what. Granted, when it was like negative, Fifty, yeah, go get get your ass inside. Go <laughs> yeah, on the treadmill. Don't yeah. don't be dangerous about it. I mean, we we run through these hardcore winters, the heat in the summertime, and it, I mean, one of my favorite things is that I can hop out on the lakefront trail for a run at any point. And I now being a part of the running community now for a few years. I pass people that I know and it's like this constant like wave. Hey, what's up? How's it going? And you're like, that woman's a 230 marathoner. Like, what the heck? You know, and it's like here in our city. And it's just it's so cool. I mean, the fact that we just have the lakefront here, um, we have a world major marathon in our city that literally runs through our city. It's in our backyard. Um, I think that naturally has gravitated a lot of people to want to run here and I think it is just a naturally an active city which helps too but yeah man the, the Chicago running community is definitely it's a force to be reckoned with I would say for sure and a lot of teams now I've noticed in the last two three years especially have really branched out And have stellar Olympic trial qualifier Olympic team like actual qualifier um, individuals that are coming from Chicago and I mean I get to run with them on almost a day-to-day basis I have morning runs with this woman Shireen on second city track club and she's a 236 marathoner and like you know it's just like it's the coolest thing I don't think I would be as good of a runner as I am if it wasn't for me living in the city that I do that's for sure. That's Damn.
0: very cool to it's hear. a lot of
2: yeah. in Chicago,
1: which you know
2: we love here. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So are there – you mentioned like Second City Run Club or yeah. like – and you, I know you mentioned like the Wolf Pack, I think. Yeah, um, those are just two. <laughs> just two. So are there a lot of running clubs or teams? Are they sponsored? Like what are these clubs made up of? Are they purely recreational or are they like competitive in some sort of, you know, professional fashion?
2: Yeah. So what's cool about it is that it's actually a combination of both. If you're, you know, more so recreational, we have like Kara, We have like other run clubs like from different places in the city. Nike Run Club is a thing for a bit. Care is a big one now. Fleet Feet has their own run club. In terms of teams, a lot of them have branched up. I think so like Second City started as a club. They now have an elite team that just got sponsored by Nike. I personally am on um, DWR, which is Dan Walters. Um, he has about 90 plus athletes. And now, I mean, we have, I think it's like over 20 people that have qualified for the Olympic trials in the marathon and other distances. And just, I mean, stellar athletes like men that are under, running under 220, women that are running under 245. And I know that for me personally, being part of a specific team has pushed me to become a higher caliber runner. I will say that between Second City, DWR, um, a newer created team is the Nike Wind Runners here in Chicago. They officially started in June of last year. It's actually Nike's first ever all-women's running team from Chicago. So that's pretty cool. I am a part of that as well. And then you have like 3Run2, which is, I guess, could be considered a club, but it's also a very competitive team too. They have people that have qualified for the trials and that are just stellar runners. runners. and they're more of like uh like unsanctioned like they'll have a a run on the thursday night and then go out for beers after but then go on and run a marathon on sunday and just crush it yeah so
0: So you say that that one's unsanctioned what's like the sanctioning governing body that kind of oversees some of these run clubs because i just Mm -hmm. i don't know much about this like yeah you know as a as a professional sport
2: yeah, I mean, I don't know what it would be exactly. I mean, a lot of it is just like the buy-in from the athletes. I think okay. I think that in general creates a really cool competition here in Chicago. I've personally never felt it to be a malicious type of competitiveness, though. It's really like we want to be the best running city. I think in in the country, maybe even the world. You know, we I think Chicago has collectively come together to be like, hey, no, we're a force, and we have our marathon here. Yes, of course, but like. Like, also, like, just come out to the lakefront and, like, I I guarantee you, even if you're just visiting the city, you're going to see hundreds of runners run by at any time of day and, like, you're just going to be like, okay, yeah, like, there's something about this city that's, like, very run-focused and I think that's just really cool. For sure. So, you
1: you, you talk about your coach and (laughs) the dynamics of all these runners having coaches. Are coaches kind of, like, a hot commodity in Chicago? (laughs) Like, it seems like you guys are a little bit vying for who has the best <laughs> coach? How do I get synced up with a coach? Like, what is yeah. that, what does that interaction <laughs> work like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I will say there is that. I, I think it depends. I mean, everyone's just so different. Like, I've had a couple of different coaches now. I think it's just a matter of, like, finding what's right for you. But there is almost, like, that um, that sense of pride, too. So, like, for me, you know, if another coach – and I've had this happen. Another coach, like, approaches me and said, hey, you know, I actually really – we'd like you to join our team. I think I can push you to your next level. And I'm at a point now where I'm, like, I am very loyal to my coach and want to stay with him for a good bit. But I've also noticed some coaches – I mean, like I said, I think it's a very, like, healthy competitiveness where we're, like, hey, you know, we're building this, like, empire of a team. And we think it's kind of cool, actually, that, like, we're competing against each other for, like, to get, like, these top runners. I, I think that the fact that Chicago even has something like that going on is just really cool. I mean, I-, I will say, like I was saying earlier, you know, Brooklyn, New York is probably another city that has something similar of a dynamic. But yeah, I think uh, Chicago in general, I don't know, I would say I'm biased, but I think it's, like, probably the best. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's cool, though, because, like, if you're running in Chicago chances are you're running on the lakefront. Like, yeah, there's for sure. Everyone who runs in or near the city is yeah. going to be on that path, which I think is super unique to any other city.
2: We are so lucky to have the lakefront. I know it's flat. I know my my coach, for long runs on the weekends, we typically go out to the burbs of some sort, um, which is nice because within 45 minutes, you can be at Waterfall Glen or Barrington or Morton Arboretum and like run on hills. But then the city here, like for speed work – we have so many tracks that are open to the public, and I think that's cool. They're right along the lakefront. There's one literally downtown, and there's another one up by Montrose, and then there's one like even further south at St. Joyce High School that's always open. And so just to have that. And then it, recently with them splitting the lakefront from the biker to the runner lanes, I know it was annoying what was happening, <laughs> but <laughs> now that it's done, it's just incredible. We are very, very lucky to have it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like some bikers don't respect it. I guess yeah, just because I learning. live nearby by Argyle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where it like definitely splits. And yeah. the bikeway is like way longer. But then you see them on the, I'm like, they have lanes for you. Yeah. Um, I,
2: I fall guilty to that too. I'm occasionally running in the bike one. Especially over by Montrose now because the bike one's closer to the lake. So I typically uh, go there because I like being closer to the water.
0: Yeah. So, you've mentioned Nike a few times. Yeah. So, are you sponsored?
2: I am. You are <laughs> yeah.
0: By by Nike?
2: Yeah. So, uh, with the Nike Windrunner thing that started in the last June, um, they sponsor the team, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah. Do, do
0: they sponsor? It sounds like they've kind of started a few teams in the city. Like, do they? Yeah. How do you get sponsored (laughs) by Nike, I guess? Yeah.
2: So I'm not sure how Second City did it, um, to be completely honest, because I know for as long as I've known of them, they've been New Balance. But I know for Dan, my coach for DWR, we're sponsored by Brooks. And Dan reached out and I think probably showed them their stats and everything like that and showed them like the level of athletes that we have to be able to get the sponsorship we do. But yeah, so Nike, I don't know. I mean, Nike Run Club was such a big thing here in Chicago, and they stopped it about three years ago. And I think for a bit, enough people were, I think, complaining, me being one of them. It was, and I think Nike listened. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think Nike was like, oh, shoot, like we need to have a, a presence back in Chicago. And I've noticed in the last year, they're starting to again. They're doing a lot more because, I mean, there were other brands that were kind of stepping up and taking ownership over that mm-hmm. and so nike is like no this is our city <laughs> we need to take charge again
0: <laughs> yeah so wait so you're on a team that's sponsored by nike mm-hmm. and then a team that's sponsored by brooks
2: yeah so you're, you're
0: like <laughs> double sponsored
2: yeah so it's a tricky thing so now when i race with the wind runner thing being a thing is that i keep my coach so dan walters is still my coach still you know a team member of, of dwr but um now when i race i have to wear nike when i'm running especially if pictures I'll be taking, I wear Nike. So that's the thing. And and so now when I race, I don't represent DWR, which kind of makes me sad. But the opportunities that have come from Nike, and it's a constant conversation I have with my coach too, it's just opened a lot of, of doors for me. And it's something I want to pursue a lot longer. And I love the girls on the team. The fact that we are Chicago's first all-female Nike running team, and we're all ranges of of levels. We do have a, t- a team time standard, so we have to remain under that to be on the team, and it's everything from the marathon down to the 5K of a time that you can run and be on the team and qualify for. But it's a group, I think there's 14 of us now total, and they're just all badass women, and being a part of that now has been such a whirlwind, I think. like The opportunities already that have presented themselves from it, um, and just I think the – again, being that first female Nike women's <laughs> running team in the city, it's just something that like I couldn't turn down.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting hearing about the community and the different clubs because mm-hmm. running is kind of a solitary sport. You yeah. Know? Uh, like you're, you're not doing it on a Team, like it all comes down to you and what you can do and perform. And when I ran cross country, it was always like you're running against yourself, yeah, in uh, your previous times. So, how does this community form around such a solitary endeavor?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, I think, the the willingness to want to push each other. It's always been very important for me. I've got, been in team sports my whole life, and I know that I. Have gotten better at running and racing because of being on a team because you have that next level. You're not just staying stagnant. And I think a lot of people are aware of that. You see if you go to any Race here in the city, even a small neighborhood 5K, you're gonna see at least a few people in the same singlet, and you're gonna be like, "Oh wow, like that's cool." They have teammates running with them, and their teammates they might be minutes off, an hour off from each other by the end of the race, but the fact that you show up to that start line next to your teammate, representing the same team, you're it's on your chest. It I think there's just a lot of ownership over that, and I think knowing for me personally, when I'm wearing that team singlet. I have another factor saying, hey, like you if you're tired, you can't give up. If you want to slow down, no, you can't. You have your team out here too. So, yeah, I think it just adds a whole new element and it's just a, a force to be reckoned with when you have like this team name that you're a part of and even if like maybe you had a couple of bad races, but your teammates didn't. That's what people hear. That's what they they remember and so it's just like a, I think it's a cool thing for sure.
0: I mean, it takes like this solitary thing and you add an element of community that pushes you to go harder, you know? Yeah,
2: and it's like, it's another group of people to do workouts with and just things like that. And then like, I mean, this I didn't run Boston this year, but we had over 20 people on my team personally run Boston this year. And so just that, like going to even races in other cities with your team from Chicago. So like when I've run Boston the last three years, I uh, always do the Cara bus. So Cara is another running club here in the city. And every year they're so incredible for it. You're with people from Chicago, Chicago only. And so like last year, I specifically remember last year um, because it was a a crazy race with crazy conditions and we were on this carabus bus and it was just you know maybe 50 people on the bus all from Chicago and a few people were from my team my coach was actually one of them but then other people from different clubs and teams in the city and you're just like holy crap like some people i had never even met before and this guy you know I still his name's Dave and like we sat next to each other and I remember like before he got off the bus he was like he's like you're gonna have a good race today and meanwhile I look out the window and it's like literally pouring rain the bus is shaking because it's so windy and I'm like okay I think I believe you and it was just like a really cool feeling because you're like okay yeah like this is my I'm in this new city but I'm surrounded by people from my city it's a very comforting feeling so yeah so
1: I'm curious because so you're on this all women team and it sounds like more than one of them is going to go to the Olympic trials yeah in this coming round um what is that like to be running side by side with I mean one of the world's best (laughs) female runners.
2: Yeah. It's a weird mix of feeling very intimidated, uh, but also very uh, motivated, I would say. Um, and I, I go back and forth. I, I, tend to have imposter syndrome myself because, I mean, like on my team now, I'm kind of in the middle slash kind of getting up toward the front of the pack. And so for me, it's it's a cool thing to be able to have that to reach to and be like, hey, I'm really not that far off, you know, from them in workouts or, you know, and so and then knowing where they were at. So like, for example, Christina Albert is, is one, and she has qualified in both the half and the full, and so she will be going to Atlanta. I don't know which one she's going to be running yet, but she'll be in the trials, and she's on uh, DWR – and this past uh, indie Marathon, when I broke three hours, a few weeks before the race, I injured my knee. It was basically just a very irritated IT band that I found out, but it was like so painful that I couldn't run. And she went through a similar thing before her marathon in June last year when she qualified for the trials and she was injured. She ended up running the race on an injured foot, but she, in the last two weeks before the race, I think ran a total of four or six times in 14 days. And that's basically what I had to do before Indy, And so even just things like that, and that's obviously maybe not something that every team would experience, but looking at her and what she did, even being injured and then still going off to run as great of a race as she did. It gave me a little sense of ease and being like, OK, no, I can actually do this. Like if, if she can do it, I can do it kind of thing. And I think it's like that mentality for a lot of things. When you have that role model on a team, it, it is intimidating at first. And there's always that like, like I was kind of saying imposter syndrome of like oh, I'll never be there. Like it's just it's cool that she's on our team. But yeah, I'm never going to be that fast kind of thing. But it's more so like no like I, if she's gotten to this point I think I can too. So yeah.
1: is, is Olympic trials on your on your auspicious
2: goals list now? It is, yeah. I um, will run a race later this fall with that as the goal. The a little bit of a stretch goal, but I think if anything, I think next year it will happen. Yeah, I think by the end of 2020 I'll I'll run under 2:45. <laughs>
1: We'll be watching.
2: That's crazy. That's like <laughs> so insane
1: to me.
0: <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about your training regimen. So oh, So yeah. you mentioned you went for a run this morning. I did. How often are you out there pounding the pavement?
2: <laughs> so I uh, right now I'm like in a transition of getting back into the full swing of training. Okay. I went through a couple of months earlier this year, just like changes in life and had to take some downtime, which was actually really nice. And I was just kind of running here and there, doing a little bit more yoga. So right now, weekly mileage, I'm up in like the mid 40s. But... I- <laughs> by the like by the yeah, time you, you guys are laughing <laughs> yeah at just wait <laughs> <laughs> it's insanity uh, uh you're working up anyway yeah uh was so like by midsummer, i'll be at least in the 80s um wow. if not like low 90s i was hoping to get up to the hundreds this summer we'll see we, we might dip in into it maybe like by july august but um
1: okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah
2: so saturday mornings are always my long run And that, when I'm in like high training, is anywhere usually above 16 miles. For marathon training, I do around like 10, 20 or more uh, mile runs. And as of recent, I've got up to doing 26-mile training runs. So like before Indy, I did two 26-mile training runs. One was more easy and the other one was actually the Chicago Marathon I used as a training run, which was faster. And that's why I'm saying I I know that I think I could be really good at ultras because I typically do better on higher mileage and feel better the longer I get in a race. I'm like even finishing when I broke three hours in November, I finished and I said, yeah, I could probably hold this pace for about 10 more miles, which tells me I still have a lot of work to do in the marathon. And I'm still, I've done nine marathons now and I think I'm still figuring out how to run one. It's just like such a tricky race to master. But yeah, I mean, training wise, it's a lot. And then sleep, sleep's very important. My coach will say that, that that's part of my training regimen
1: too. (laughs) And you have a full-time job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're not like, yeah. this is not your full-time gig. It's not my <laughs> no. yeah.
0: um, My only other questions are kind of pertaining to the Chicago Marathon, yeah. which is your training run. Um, <laughs> not this year. I'll you, actually be racing it this okay, year. Okay, nice. How do you think that having, you alluded to it a little bit before, having that uh, kind of nationally known marathon in Chicago, how does it affect the running community in Chicago?
2: Yeah. I mean, you'll watch officially starting early June you'll watch every running club every running team kick over into training for the marathon itself and you'll start to notice the city like posting things about it around so it's just so nice that it's like literally in our backyard and then the city just thrives on that marathon once like fall hits you'll see so many people so many more people I should say out on the lakefront trail you'll start to see people come in from like you can just tell other cities other countries I mean the fact that they closed down streets. street so Chicago is one of the only marathons that will put the direct tangent on the entire course so they put the the blue dotted dash on the street and that's the direct tangent you want to stay on that to run exactly 26.2 miles because chicago is also i think the marathon the only marathon in the world with the most turns or has the most turns out of any marathon in the world so it's a tricky course to, to master um so the, the the city just comes alive for the marathon itself i mean people will like plan to be out there as spectators even for it which is just really cool
0: yeah it sounds like it just builds up so much enthusiasm for for running in the city. So, aside from the lake, yeah. than the Lakeshore Trail. What else do you think Chicago, like what does Chicago add to this community that makes it unique?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the I want to say badassness, really. You say
0: badassness. Really, you it really is. I
2: mean, the <laughs> fact, like it's it's the weather too, you know, it's just like the fact that we have to put through these like ruling like conditions year round even. You just never, you have to always be ready to expect the unexpected kind of thing with it. Um, and I think that just makes you a well-rounded runner because you you're forced to have to to say, you know what? I have to get my workout in. I have to go outside. I have to like lace up these shoes. You don't have a choice. And so I think you become a little bit less soft and so when you get into any race you know you're like oh no like I've been through so much already this is nothing now and I just don't think there's many other cities that can offer that with having like the resources we have like just having like the cool local running stores and I think the coaches that are here in the city add a lot of different elements to it too but yeah I mean I think just the way that Chicago was built around the marathon um, and that grew up being such a big thing you know I I just think it's caught on
0: Very cool. So if people are runners and they're like, I think I'm good at this and I want to try and join a team and I want to try my hand at like meeting a coach and being better. How do they go about doing it? Do they just, run as fast as they can on like for trail or like what how do they how do they
2: do it i think it really depends on the individual if you are looking to become like an elite high caliber runner you definitely want a coach that isn't club focused you're gonna want someone that has like done it before that has people on the team that are going to get you to that next level but yeah it depends on the individual i mean i like i said i was with one coach for about a year and a half and we just weren't vibing as coach athlete anymore and i knew i needed to switch it up and it took me reaching out to someone that I knew from, you know, running in college, but reaching out to her and being like, Hey, can I at least talk to your coach? And I didn't know even know then I was gonna decide to go with Dan. You know, it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, we we vibe as individuals and that's important for me. So That's one bit of advice that I would say you want to make sure that they can be your friend first, because if I don't for me, it's like if I don't respect them as a person, if we don't value a lot of the same things, I know for me personally, I'm not going to get along with them as a coach. But I think the biggest thing, too, is like just depending on where you you want to get to and what what means the most to you. And that'll kind of dictate what kind of coach you're going to want.
1: One more question about the Chicago Marathon, because that that really is a day that is unavoidable to any Chicagoan, whether they're a runner yeah, or not. For better or for worse. <laughs> I'm just curious, like, as an elite runner, as somebody who's out there to make time and and to do this, you know, for sponsorship and, and that bigger goal, do the fans on the sideline and, and that energy, does that still help you and propel you? Do you notice or do you completely <laughs> tune it out?
2: Yeah, no, I definitely still notice. I don't think I would personally do. I've done Chicago every year since 2014. And I don't think, and I'm doing it again this year, I don't think I would keep doing it if that wasn't the case. This city, just like you were saying, I mean, you can't get around it, and it just comes alive during that day especially, the whole weekend of that race. You have all these incredible elite runners from around the world that I idolize that come and run the Chicago Marathon because it's a world major. And so, I mean, that naturally brings so many people out to watch. I mean, we have, I think, some of the fastest times ever run in our backyard, and then you see like them posting about it, and you're like, "That's my city." And I really appreciate about the Chicago Marathon that you get to—I I like to say it's the the best way to tour the city. You run through 26 different neighborhoods during the duration of the marathon, and I personally think it's all of best of it's all the best of Chicago, and you get to do it while there's no traffic and there's no cars on the road, so you see a lot more. I personally notice I think more things every year in the marathon, you know just like every neighborhood comes out to like show off and support and it's all in like their like true Chicago fashion and the fact that you get to like experience all of that in a matter of 26 miles I think is just like really cool you don't really get that from from other races not in the way that you do here, at least.
0: It's like a total tour of Chicago, and yeah, for the you, people, I guess, the
2: culture, the
1: buildings, the everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, the total package in under three hours. So <laughs> yeah, you can't get that value anywhere else. No, you
2: can't. You can't even do. I don't even know if you could probably do the the drive of the course in under that amount of time. <laughs> well, it because depends depends of traffic. traffic.
0: <laughs> well, hey, thank you very much, Amanda, for yeah, being on you. the show.
2: That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Amanda, thank you again for that great conversation. That was that was pretty inspiring. I uh, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with running, but that definitely made me want to run more.
1: Yeah, it it really came through when she was talking about the experience of running through all these neighborhoods during the marathon and having every, you know, community come out and support and be able to see the ju- juxtaposition of, you know, Boys Town versus Tilson, you know, in a single, in her case, three-hour period. <laughs> uh, that is it's something that never occurred to me, but that is like a completely one-of-a-kind Chicago community experience.
0: It's, I know I mentioned it in the interview, but to me, running is always like a solitary activity. Sort of think about doing it with a group, but then also having a coach. And you're not having a coach in like a collegiate atmosphere. You're doing this as a professional sport, but it's not your full-time job. It's just people who really care about running who are really fucking good at it. That was, I don't know, just such like a, it, I had no clue that that sort of ecosystem existed in Chicago, let alone throughout the world.
1: I'm uh, definitely, as I'm out on the lakeshore path, definitely going to be like watching the people who are going like really fast and just killing it and i mean for what we know that's going to be the next olympic marathon runner <laughs> i know I, well, <laughs> because I think they're that... out there you know she confirmed
0: <laughs> do you think you'd ever do a marathon
1: never say never but probably not mm-hmm. um af- after you did the half it was hopped up on endorphins like this was great i could totally do this again but even after the half i was like yeah i like i really have no desire to do that length right now again so
0: yeah, yeah, I had a similar experience where I was like, "Man, that was a great amount of running. I like pushed myself, and it was super fun. And I'm kind of glad it's done now." <laughs>
1: yeah. Also, for me, like again, I think it comes up from like running in sports. Like, I just I get bored. I can't entertain myself for or get into a zen, you know, meditative state. Yeah. Like I assume that these long distance runners do. Well, that's what's
0: crazy about Amanda saying that she thinks that like she'd be better at longer distances, like ultra marathons and stuff. That to me boggles my mind and to to be ready to put your body through that and to be like excited about doing that I mean that's that's dedication
1: (laughs) yeah as I was looking up uh, marathon research (laughs) there was a a section of the page that was naming all the people who died running marathons and it was a fairly extensive list (laughs) like it wasn't it wasn't like two freaking accidents it was like no people like pushed themselves to the limit and died yeah yeah would you would you ever run a marathon I know you've said (laughs) <laughs> Can I kind of answer that? I don't know.
0: You know, there was something to be said for when I was training for the half marathon and I was running a lot. There's something to be said about being in that like mindset and that physical condition of just being like, I'm gonna run a bunch and being able to do that. Yeah. And so again, I'd you know, never say never and there's definitely something I like about Running a lot and having that be like a very you know regimented part of my life.
1: I don't know, man. They're intimidating. <laughs> they they are, but at the other side, like uh, one of my friends is a marathon runner and she's she qualified for Boston and all of that. But I went to um, the expo they have. The two days before or the weekend before, whatever it is. And just like being at the expo, the like energy there is so addictive. Like, isn't it even as somebody who's not racing, it's just like, oh, this is something I want to be a part of. And then even as a spectator and just like see the elite runners and then the packs of other people run by. It's just like, it's awesome to be a part of. It's awesome to see.
0: I know I talked about this conversation being inspiring. I think one of the inspiring things, too, is that they're using Lakeshore Path or Lakeshore Trail to, to train. Like this is not they don't have some special gym where they like run you know on yeah. underwater treadmills like <laughs> they're just running along the same path that you or i run along and mm-hmm. the fact that the city allows people to to train for this and it facilitates this marathon like even if we're not running the marathon we can be a part of that and we can watch it happen and we can train alongside them like that's that's pretty
1: cool yeah and i mean just how like Amanda wasn't intimidating at all. Like <laughs> maybe she was trying to be in which I know, case sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just like when I asked her if, you know, people cheering even helps her, I, I expected her to be like, oh no, I like tune out. I'm like so focused or whatever. But her to be like, yeah, no, I'm like super amped. People like, are giving out like shots of beer or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I didn't expect somebody who was so serious about this to like also just enjoy the experience and enjoy other people enjoying the experience absolutely sam who are we talking to next week
0: next week we're talking to mary hennon with the chicago peregrine project they are an organization that helps to manage and study the peregrine falcon population here in chicago
1: <laughs> of course of course you would find this and bring this to us yeah uh what is a peregrine
0: a peregrine falcon is the coolest animal on the face of the earth
1: can't wait to hear more <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Society, our website at www.society.com, and Twitter at SocietyPod. Uh, Please send us an email with episode suggestions, feedback, or just say hi at SocietyPodcast at gmail.com. While you are on Apple Podcast right now, do us a favor before you log off and give us a five-star review. Uh, Let us know what you think about the podcast. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm Lee.
0: And I'm Sam.